Well, let's head out to Lubbock, Texas. Jared Johnson inside the RedRaiders.com is joining us here on the show. We talk a little Texas Tech. And guys, before we dive into it with uh, Jared Johnson, please take a moment out, leave us a rating, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, leave us a rating and review, and we'll send you a free Heartland College Sports Koozie in the mail if you do that. So uh, Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com is the email address. Shoot me a screenshot of that rating and review. We'll get you the koozie in the mail. I'm Pete Mundo. We're heartlandcollegesports.com, and Heartland College Sports Weekly is the show. Jarrett, before we get to some Red Raiders chatter, how is everybody holding up out there in Lubbock? Yeah, man, it very much is strange times. You keep, you know, waking up, expecting to uh, you wake up from this kind of nightmare, this bizarre world that we find ourselves in. But, you know, it's I guess it's, just, it's the new reality, and it's going to be. It's kind of like a before and after, I think, for everybody. And I think the craziest thing for, for me and I, people I've talked to out in Lubbock is, you know, it's hard to kind of define how far this is going to reach. Like, what part of life is all of this, whether it be economic, health, just mm-hmm. social, what part is it not going to touch? And I haven't found the end to the rabbit hole yet myself and anybody I've talked to out here. So that's kind of, I think we're dealing with just dealing with it, just kind of how everybody else, mm-hmm. you know, around the country and the world is. Yep. So. Day, week at a time and just uh, hope it gets better soon. Well, uh, Jared, something that is getting better quickly is the Texas Tech uh, football recruiting trail. Uh, we had Matt Wells on the show several weeks back and, you know, he was optimistic but the month of April seemed to be a huge month for this team on the recruiting trail. What is clicking so well for this staff right now? Yeah, it was one of the best months in Texas Tech recruiting in the seven years I've been here. I mean, it's, it's easy to say. It's not, it's not even close. To give you an idea, right now, Texas Tech's recruiting class is 28th in the country and 5th in the Big 12. That's, Tech hadn't been, you know, even at this point in the, in the recruiting cycle, hadn't been – you know, that high in the rankings in some time. I mean, I think you have to look back to maybe like 2012. They had some good, they had a pretty good class of 2015, but uh, this is kind of unprecedented, at least recently for the Red Raiders. Um, and what's working for them is is hard work. <laughs> good old fashioned hard work by this uh, recruiting staff. Coach Wells, who you mentioned, he made it a priority. And it, it, it reminded me of Coach Beard. Coach Chris Beard, of course, the basketball coach, Red Raiders. The first thing he said when he was introduced was that he's in the talent acquisition business, and that was going to be where most of his efforts were going to be uh, dictated to or you know given to. And that's really what Coach Wells has done. Um, he kind of created a couple of new positions uh, in the recruiting staff and the support staff, who, which have paid off. They are something I hear from every recruit, which is kind of brought up. It's not me asking. They just bring it up, is how organized this staff is when they host these recruits uh, on these visits. Uh, the facilities have been upgraded, the indoor facility. I mean, most even four-star big-time recruits say it's as nice as anything they've ever seen. They upgraded the locker room, uh, you know, like a year or so ago. So, they've, you know, all, you throw all that together, and then the fact that Coach Wells appears to be a very good closer. It's obvious that the guy can close. Throw that all together, and that's why you have Texas Tech with, you know, right now on the verge of signing his best recruiting class in around a decade. So, Jared, is that uh, has the angle been to go for guys that might be undervalued or under-recruited in the state of Texas? Maybe that uh, places like Texas and Texas A&M might be overlooking. No. Is that the goal, or are they going all over the place? No. Actually, the difference, and this is the main difference, if, if those out there are listening, if they get anything from what I say today, is that Texas Tech, if for the first time in 
five, six years are beating other Big 12 and Power 5 schools on the recruiting trail. Over the last four or five years, the guys that they've signed have been guys who either had, no, you know, offers that were uncommittable by the time they picked the Red Raiders or had, you know, G5 school uh, offers. Now, Texas Tech is actually beating Texas. I'll give you an idea. And this is the best example I can give. Amari, or actually two of them. Amarian Banks is a defensive end uh, out of Wichita Falls Rider. I mean, he held offers, uh, you know, Texas, A&M, Baylor, TCU, you name it. All those guys offered him. And he chose Texas Tech based on his on the strength of his visit. It was actually a visit back in November uh, when Texas Tech took on TCU and lost. But he was still came away with it, really impressed with the coaches, the way Red Raider fans supported the team, what the players said. And that's a huge get. And I'll give you one more example. And this was actually, I believe, on May 1st. Solomon Wright is a defensive tackle out of Vianne, Oklahoma. He's the only out-of-state guy on the commit list right now. And, look, his dad, Kenyatta Wright, was an all-Big 12 performer for Oklahoma State in the early aughts, 2000. He was an NFL player. Now, Oklahoma State offered Solomon, uh, and he chose Texas Tech anyway. Mm. So, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, he so this is the type of thing Oklahoma State, in with all their wild success, very you know, I think they averaged 10 wins the last decade uh, on, under the great mullet uh, up there. Mm-hmm. But look, so Solomon chose Texas Tech as a legacy to Oklahoma State. That's what Oklahoma State's been doing at Tech. They've been getting, you know, uh, legacies from really the uh, Mike Leach era who produced, you know, some pretty good talent there. Those guys, the, kid, the offspring of those guys have been going to Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, TCU. So to flip that is the best sign – for Red Raiders, that things are changing on the recruiting trail under this new staff. Is there concern, Jarrett, that, you know, and that's outstanding. Is there a concern that these guys, as, you know, assuming we approach a normal fall and there's a, another college, or high school football season and college football season, that yeah, these are guys that could end up getting poached as we get down to the final, to the wire of the recruiting trail later this year? I think – these guys, because they have so many, and it's not just one or two guys, almost every guy on the commitment list has at least two or three other power five offers. I mean, you, they have offers from guys at Texas Tech or teams that Texas Tech is going to be competing against on Saturday. So with that said, yeah, you always got to be concerned. You're going to have to recruit them all the way to signing day to keep them. Uh, but that being said, most of these guys, almost all of them visited multiple times. And they didn't just visit Texas Tech. They visited those other schools. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they are trying to hold a spot. They don't have an offer. Really, I'd be more concerned about guys who didn't have those offers. You know, like maybe they get offered by like Baylor or Oklahoma State or Texas down the road, and then they flip. But no, they already have those options on the table, and they mm-hmm. still chose Texas Tech. So to me, that puts you in a good spot. And I think – they, what really helped Texas Tech was they had two huge junior visitor weekends before the pandemic hit and everything got shut down. Wow. A lot of other pro- – yeah. They had one in February, um, and it was that was around Texas Tech playing uh, – I think it was, it was either January or February, where they, where they played Kentucky, the basketball team. So they did this whole thing where, like, hey, you know, check out our football facilities and then come to the basketball game and see what our atmosphere like. And if you've been to a Texas Tech basketball game under Chris Beard and love it, it is wild. It's mm-hmm. as good an atmosphere as I've ever seen in college basketball. 
And then they did the same uh, in early March with the opening of Spring Bowl. Tech was hosting Kansas for a Big 12 showdown. Tremendous, tremendous atmosphere. So, and they had, we confirmed over 40 recruits. And these were guys that were like high, high target guys, guys that Tech kind of had on the top of their board. Most of the commits are coming from those visit two huge visitor weekends where they really got to show what, you know, Texas Tech and, uh, you know, the, the athletic program has to offer. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Jared Johnson inside the Red Raiders.com is joining us here on the show. Great to get his perspective. So as you look then at what might be coming um, here in the summer and fall, do we have a quarterback battle brewing in in Lubbock? I mean, is that is that something that we're going to actually be looking at here? Because, I, you know, in talking to Coach a few weeks back, Jared, I, I got the sense that Alan Bowman's not a, a shoe-in for this job. Yeah, he's not. And, and I, I believe Coach Wells is being sincere. You know, there's a lot of Coach talk with those kind of position battles. You know, they want to promote competition and all that. But I, I think it's legit. You know, Bowman – he had, by freshman standards, he had a really good season before he went down with injury. You know, he put up monster numbers against Houston, had a good game against Oklahoma State. Yep. This last year, you know, he really didn't look good. He he was really bad against Arizona, to put it bluntly. There, there, was, there was open plays there. I mean, he overthrew Vasher twice. Yeah. I mean, if you know T.J. Vasher, 6'6", <laughs> six, six, Condor wingspan, seven, like freakish wingspan, I mean, he, he he overthrew an open basher twice, and you know that's really what Bowman brings to the table is accuracy. So if he doesn't, if he's not on, then he doesn't bring arm strength. He's not a particularly fast. He's not a runner. You know, he's not a run threat in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. So he has to be accurate to be effective, and he, he struggled there. I don't know if it was the injuries. You know, now he's had three major injuries in two seasons. Yeah, between the collapse, the two collapsed, the the same collapsed lung twice as a freshman and then the shoulder separated shoulder and that was a bad injury. Uh, but you know, he looked good in spring. It's hard for me to take too much away from quarterback play in the spring because they're not getting hit. And that changes everything. When you know, you have a six, six, 250 pound monster bearing down on you, you know, it's going to affect your, your play a little bit. Uh, and so that, you know, they don't have that. They don't have to worry about getting hit. So it's hard. It's for me, it's hard to judge. And I think Maverick McIver, the guy, who is really Alan Bowman's primary competition. He's very talented. I like his arm. I like what I've seen from him, but he hasn't really played solid competition since his junior year at high school at San Angelo Central. So, uh, you know, he was, he blew his knee up as a senior early in his, early that season. It was a really bad injury. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he broke his foot, I believe in last before last season. So, he, you know, he missed all last year, so uh, he doesn't really have any seasoning. So he really needed those spring ball reps, I think perhaps more than anybody on the roster. Uh, so him not getting that, I think, really gave Alan Bowman, uh, you know, the upper hand going into fall camp, mm-hmm. assuming fall camp happens. Yeah, exactly. A lot of a lot of ifs, but uh, we'll be optimistic for now. So then, uh, Jared, one, I mean, one guy I want to mention. I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt you. One no, guy I want to mention those in, in, incoming freshman Donovan Smith. Now I normally. Uh, especially quarterbacks, I don't like to say, hey, you know, true freshman, but he's the son of running back coach DeAndre Smith. He played locally at Friendship High School. He led them to the playoffs, a program that had a once very proud program that I think won like two or three games the last two seasons combined. He comes in, leads them to the to the playoffs. I watched him twice, cannon for an arm. He immediately will have the best arm on the team, and he is a very good athlete, like 6'4", 
over 200 pounds. So he should be a little ahead uh, of most incoming freshman quarterbacks when he gets on campus. He's without a doubt the best athlete in the quarterback room, and he has the best overall arm in terms of arm strength. So watch out for Donovan Smith. He might be, I don't think early in the season, but maybe mid to late season if, uh, you know, injuries happen, of course, or if, if the other quarterbacks struggle, look for him to uh, to, to get some snaps. That's awesome. Uh, Jarrett Johnson, inside the RedRaiders.com, is joining us here. So, uh, Jarrett, 0-4 in one-score games last year for the Red Raiders. I mean, you got to believe that that is uh, partially luck that should turn this year. As you look back on last year, I mean, is there something you say and you point to for a reason this team did not win the close game or is it just sometimes that's how the ball, uh, you know, how the ball goes? Well, it's power five football. And, yeah, the new coaching staff with uh, the, uh, the the third string, the second or third string quarterback in there and Jed Duffy, who actually thought played well, but he didn't really win you any football games. I don't think he lost you any football games, but he didn't win you any football games. And while you said, and I agree with you, there is some luck involved, on the other hand, to me, that was the single biggest disappointment in this coaching staff so far. was because you'd really like, you know, to me in coaching, especially at that level, you hope that maybe they call a play or come up with some gimmick or do something to give your team that slight edge to win maybe two of those games and go to a bowl game. Because, you know, a six-win season looks a heck of a lot better than a four-win season in your first year on campus. And, I, you know, the, that didn't happen. It didn't materialize. And you can point to – several, you know, several reasons why, but I'm not big on excuses. And mm-hmm. every program in the Big 12 had injuries, catastrophic injuries and bad luck and what have you. And the bottom line is Tech didn't get it done in crunch time. And you're not going to win a lot of football games at the Power 5 level if you if you crumble, uh, you know, in, in, in winning time. That's what it's all about in sports. Uh, and so that's something I think is going to be the, the main focal point this offseason, whenever they get to, you know, work out together and everything is, you know, finishing strong, whether it be, you know, doing five extra reps than what you're supposed to, or, you know, run two extra sprints, whatever, you, you know, you really got to instill that in your players' minds that you look, you got to finish what you start or it's all for naught. Absolutely. He's Jared Johnson inside the RedRaiders.com. Awesome work there. They're killing it on the recruiting side as well. Jared, great to have you on. Appreciate the time. And we'll uh, talk to you soon. Stay safe. And anytime, I always love being on the show. He's Jared Johnson inside the Red Raiders. I'm Pete Mundo. Uh, thank you guys. And if you could take 30 seconds out, leave us a rating, review, subscribe to the podcast. It helps us tremendously. Um, it really does. And that's why we're sending you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. If, if you leave us that rating and review, and then send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. We'll get the koozie in the mail for you guys. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you soon.